Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sound of Southern Charm podcast. It's been a little while. In fact, it's been a few months since the last time that I released a new episode. So I wanted to spend this episode kind of catching you up. And to do that, I wanted to bring back a series that I created about a year ago. The Mountaintop Moment series recaps where I've been throughout my career. You know, we started at my uncle's driving range and then grocery stores and then working for Double C and moving on into my news career and then becoming a voice actor. Well, in the last six months, I have started another new career, which is the head of audiobooks division at Twin Flame Studios. Now, with a title like that, I'm really hoping that my high school English teachers will hear it and be thrilled because knowing me as a student, they knew that I never read a single book all the way through school from cover to cover. Didn't do it. Never happened. Just wasn't on my agenda, nor did it interest me. Cliff Notes saved my life in high school. So sorry about that to my teachers, but look at where I am now. So how did I get here? How did a job about audiobooks find me? Well, It's all thanks to a good friend of mine, Paul Stefano, who also I met through being a voice actor and through the conference at VO Atlanta that I work at uh, annually. And he works for Twin Flame Studios, and he mentioned that he needed somebody to help him in the role that he was in, which was an audiobook director. Now, at the outset of him asking about my interest in this position, you can sort of guess, based on what I just told you about my high school career, what my initial reaction was. I didn't think I could do it. I'm not an audiobook narrator by trade, but then I started thinking about the skills that I had leading up to the job, if I was even qualified to do it. So I started going back to my television news days where it was my job to kind of plan things out and work with people that were on air and the talent to get the best product possible I could and in the end make everybody look good. Because at the end of the day, if the talent doesn't look good, you don't look good either. So that was one of those uh, skills that kind of translated across the medium, so to speak. And then I started thinking about other skills that I had that might be able to translate into this position as a director. The other piece of it is communication. I've got to communicate on multiple levels, not just with the authors, but I have to communicate with an editor who's going to put the product together for me and communicate with my higher-ups to let them know from a project management standpoint where things lie. So all of these things were sort of culminating into a position where I started to feel comfortable with the opportunity that was in front of me. So the next step was for me to let Paul know, yeah, sure, I'm interested. Let's see where this goes, right? Being open-minded about the opportunity. So he lets his bosses know, and then we engage in a conversation in late February. And we go through this process. And for the first time in my professional career, I'm having to fill out one of these um, personal assessment tests. That was an interesting moment because it kind of confirmed a lot of things that I thought about myself, but you never really know what you're projecting to other people. So I felt like it was a, a good assessment for me. And all the results were positive, so the company brought me on as a director for audiobooks. So what does that mean? What exactly do I do as a director for audiobooks? Well, what I do is I work with an author who wants to narrate the book themselves. So to do that, I have to schedule some recording sessions with them based upon the length of their book, 
And then when we meet together remotely, because they're in whatever part of the country they're in, and I'm based just outside of Atlanta, so we kind of have to coordinate schedules in that way. And then I meet with them to record them as they read, and then I'm providing them live coaching and feedback based on what I'm hearing. And after the recording sessions are over, I take all the raw files and send them over to an editor who's going to put together the finished product. And then the author, the editor, and I all kind of review everything, make sure everything's all neat and tidy, and then we take the book to market. It's a pretty straightforward process. There's just a lot of communication that has to happen on so many levels to make sure that we get the product that we want to get at the end. Now, as far as the process goes, it can be hard to describe what it's like to a new author who's never done an audiobook before. But I always am upfront with them and let them know, listen, this is going to be a mentally and emotionally exhausting experience. The time that we're together is going to require a lot of focus. For some authors, it's a therapy session because dependent upon the material in their book, you know, they're going to be reliving some things that they haven't had to deal with in a very long time. Other authors are going to be really focused on certain aspects of their performance and want to make sure it gets right. So that means maybe doing it more than once, which is totally fine. It's all part of the process. But I try to tell my authors, listen, you're going to meet with me uh, for two hours on any given day, and then you still have to go do all the other normal things that you do every day, whether it be meetings or Zoom calls or consultations or whatever it might be. You still have to go do those things after you're done here. So you want to schedule accordingly and try to build yourself some breaks in because of this mentally exhausting exercise. I don't try to steer anybody away from doing it. All this work is really good work. I'm just trying to be as upfront as I can be about the process, while at the same time letting them know that I'm there with them every step of the way. And the other idea that authors get in their heads sometimes is they have to read it perfectly the first go-round, when that's simply not the case. In fact, I tell my authors every time that it's not about being perfect, it's about getting it right. Because at the end of the day, the listeners on Audible or whatever platform they're listening to audiobooks on are going to hear is the finished product. They're not going to know how many times they flubbed somebody's name or stumbled over a sentence or any of those mistakes. Listeners are never going to hear those things. All they're going to hear is the finished product. We're also working with people who are not professional speakers by trade. They've written a book. Maybe they've done an interview here or there, but they are not professional speakers. My job is not to make them a professional speaker. My job is to get them the best version of themselves into this book. Because what happens if they get into a lot of training and are focused on saying things a certain way, then they lose the passion in the reading when they get to it. I like seeing that raw side of the authors who maybe aren't the best personal speakers, but they're speaking from the heart because there's a reason why they wrote this book. It's because the subject matters to them. And so we, as a company, want to get that passion across to their audience. So I have to say for the last six plus months that I've been with this company, I've really loved coming to work every day and sitting in my office and doing what I need to do and engaging these people on a one-on-one -on -one basis and just hearing their stories. And I truly love that time with the authors because I'm basically 100% focused on them for that entire time. 
I'm not doing anything else except listening to what they have to say. And isn't that what we all kind of want? We just want somebody to pay attention to us? So literally, that's my job, to give somebody my undivided attention for a set amount of time so that we can create the best product possible that they're going to be thrilled with at the end of the day. If you'll remember, that's why I got into the news business, both when I was working in the local newspaper and then for a local television news station. I loved the opportunity to tell people's stories because everybody has one. And now through this audiobook avenue, I'm helping people tell their stories in a different way. The other thing that I'm really enjoying about working at Twin Flame Studios is the opportunity for growth that I've had. Not only in just this director role, but I've also had the opportunity to expand my role within the company. And just within the last few weeks, I've been afforded the title Head of Audiobooks Division. So that leaves me sort of in charge of project management of all the audiobooks coming through and then meeting with potential clients. And I have to say, I never considered myself a salesman, but here I am. I'm engaging in conversations with potential clients to see if they want to move forward with their audiobook projects and what that looks like to them, whether that be them narrating the book themselves or us finding someone to narrate the book for them. And I enjoy those conversations. I get to talk about the process of how we do things, why we do the things the way we do, in a way that hopefully makes the authors feel comfortable moving forward with us. So while I'm talking about a new role in an audiobook company, what I'm really talking about my role now being is relational, where I'm working with multiple different parties who all have a common goal, who want to come together to make it happen in the best way possible. So my job is to foster those relationships and make sure everybody's comfortable and knows where we're going. All right, that's it for Mountaintop Moments Chapter 8. If you're curious about what I did before now and you're a new listener, be sure to check back to that first season. I've got seven other chapters building up to this point for my career. In the meantime, if you're an author and you're interested in creating an audiobook, be sure to check out the website twinflamesstudios.com. We also have a corporate podcasting side of the house who also have like-minded people looking to create with you. Again, that website is twinflamesstudios.com. Be sure to stick around with the Sound of Southern Charm podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe. We've got more guests coming in the next few weeks.